Hey, my name is Jason. I'm the producer of Relationship Radio. I wanted to let you know that we have a brand new website solely dedicated to working on your pies. Introducing itstartswithattraction.com. You can listen to every episode, learn about the pies, and sign up for our weekly newsletter. Go to itstartswithattraction.com. It starts with attraction, one word. It starts with attraction.com to get signed up today. hear it all the time, sometimes from a wife, sometimes from a husband. It's basically the same message. Yeah, well, there's no help for our marriage. And let me tell you why. My spouse will never change. Well, maybe that's true. And maybe it's not. Understanding why people change and how to influence people to change can really make everything different than it is right now. So rather than giving up hope by accusing your spouse of being a person who is set in his ways and will never be any different... Maybe it's just time that you learn about the things you can do that can actually create an environment that will foster change. Hi, I'm Dr. Joe Beam with Marriage Helper. This is Kimberly Beam Holmes. She is our CEO. Kimberly, even at your young age, I'm sure you've heard that phrase many times. He'll never change. Oh, absolutely. People people say that all the time about multiple types of people, right? Mm-hmm. We make a determination in our mind about someone else. And, you know, as you were talking, I was thinking about a study that happened years ago of children that were tested in kindergarten and then followed all the way through college and then into their career to see how successful they were. And as kindergartners, they were given these these tests. And then the teachers were told that 20% of the kids were just beyond intelligent. They were superstars, very gifted. And the other 80%, they, were, they told the teachers they were just average. And every teacher throughout the career knew about this test and knew what they were. And, and knew which kids went into they knew which, which group? Yes, they knew which kids went into each group. And so those 20% superstar kids, the teachers treated them different. They had They challenged them more because they were told these kids are special. And Through the longitudinal study, it showed that those kids went on way more than the other group to be very successful in their careers, have great lives, all of those things. And the other 80% were just average because that's how they were treated. Well, come to find out the results were made up. They just randomly chose 20% of the children and told the teachers these are above average intelligence. And so because that's what people believed about these kids, that's how they treated them. Now, on the flip side of what you were just talking about, when you believe someone will never change or that they're a deadbeat or that they're whatever, then you are going to treat them that way. And it's, I guess, the opposite of a self-fulfilling prophecy. It becomes another other's fulfilling prophecy that what you believe about them and how you treat them is going to really influence many of the ways that they act and the trajectory that they can take. So when we talk about influence and how we can influence our spouse, a big part of it is going to start with how are you thinking about them? Okay, because a mindset labeling the other person will mm-hmm. affect how you interact with them, which tends to reinforce their current behavior. You're just a narcissist. That's the big one right now, right? Oh, yeah. They're just a narcissist. They're never going to change. They're always going to be selfish, so on and so forth. Yeah. Then you treat them that way. 
And then they, in the thing about narcissism, if someone were to actually have it, which is very rare uh, that they have the personality disorder, but narcissism in and of itself is a character trait that all of us have to some degree. Everybody's selfish. Everyone is selfish. Well, and (laughs) I was speaking with a researcher on my podcast and he said, having too low of narcissism is actually just as bad as having too high because narcissism is a self-protective measure of of belief about myself and what I can do and what my capabilities are, basically. And so people who don't have enough narcissism are going to be doormats and be walked over and they're not going to advocate for themselves as much as narcissism in the sense of taking care of themselves, believing in themselves. Right. The word narcissism has been given a different definition in how culture uses it than really how the personality indicator of it is. And so all of that to say is when we treat someone like that, it actually is just going to lead them to do more self-protective measures because they're already feeling Mm -hmm. frustrated and left out. But as you said, narcissistic personality disorder exists in less than 1% of the population. Exactly. So why do people change if they change? If you're going to change, if anybody's going to change, they're going to change because there's a reason to change. And that reason has to be something that's important to him. My dad, when I was young, smoked camel cigarettes. I'll never Mm. forget that. And he smoked those things. I don't know how many a day, but he smoked and smoked and smoked and smoked until finally he got a lung disease based on smoking those cigarettes. And they told him, if you continue to smoke, you're going to die. Well, it gave him a reason to change. Mm. And therefore, he stopped smoking and didn't smoke anymore for the rest of his life. You say, isn't that a hard habit to stop? I never have been much of a smoker, so I really don't know. But it looked like to me it was really hard to stop. Many people have told me how hard it is to stop. But he had a reason to do so, a reason that mattered to him. And so when it comes to behavior, When your spouse is interacting with you in certain ways, they'll continue to do that behavior as long as that behavior, as long as that behavior gets rewarded. So, Kimberly, let's talk a little bit about behavior modification 101. Mm. Behavior that gets rewarded. In other words, that the response to it in some form satisfies that person. That behavior gets repeated. Behavior that does not get rewarded. In other words, that you just don't react one way or the other after a while, will self-extinguish, meaning that it goes away because it's no longer being rewarded. And then there are behaviors that create negative consequences, and if those negative consequences are big enough, a person will stop that behavior. Now, let's see if we can put this into a marriage context. We're not saying what you need to do is to punish your spouse so that he or she'll change, because rather than changing the behavior, they may change their relationship with you. If you're the one that's giving them negative feedback and making them feel bad about the fact that they do blank, whatever blank may be, they may actually stop having a deep relationship with you so they can continue to do whatever that is. Now, so what then is the better way to do it rather than than harping and complaining and et cetera, is to actually have conversations with the other person where you can say, let me tell you why this bothers me. And then you start rewarding the behaviors that you want. So let's say it this way. I've heard people say, or women particularly say, my husband's just not a talker. He won't talk to me at all. He doesn't share his emotions. Kimberly, in my experience, I have found that even the most uh, reluctant man to talk will talk like crazy mm-hmm. if he feels safe and comfortable, like not going to be rejected, and if he's talking about himself. Hmm. 
Now, they'll say, oh, I don't talk much about me, and then they'll spend an hour talking about themselves. Or I never talk about me, and they spend an hour talking about themselves. If it's a safe environment where somebody's asking questions and currently listening, and, and the inquiries are uh, continuing the conversation on. And so rather than saying, my husband never talks to me, we would say, okay, let's see if we can give him a reason to change. First of all, it might be what he's talking about. If he doesn't want to talk about himself, what's his favorite hobby? Maybe he'll talk about that. Or what are his political beliefs? Maybe he'll talk about that. Or what his religious beliefs might be? Maybe he'll talk about that. And so you find the right topic. And then as the person does that change in behavior, he's now talking, you literally have a conversation with him where that you listen, pay attention, feedback, etc. In other words, you can create new behavior and reward the behavior until it becomes a habit if you conscientiously do it, but it's much less likely that you can make that happen if you try to force the other person to do it or do it to negative reward. Right. Did I make that too confusing? No, I think that's exactly right. It's just typically in a situation like that, I think a lot of times women are saying, well, he won't talk because he won't talk about what they want him to talk about. They won't, he won't talk about issues in the marriage or how they feel or whatever. And so what we're saying is you find a different approach and you establish a baseline of communication, a foundation of good communication by asking him to talk about one of his favorite hobbies or have him teach you to do something that he loves to do. You know, take take me out hunting with you. Teach me how to do that. Be willing to not talk about the things that you're trying to get him to talk about because you're establishing a foundation that you can then build off of once there's a good basis of communication there. Excellent. And maybe it's a situation where a guy says, well, my wife is not interested in making love to me. She'll never change. She's always going to be cold, et cetera. Okay. Then look at that and think, okay, maybe just maybe it's about something that I'm doing. When I did a survey several years ago of 5,000 people asking questions about their marriages, one of the questions was, is there anything that has significantly reduced your sexual attraction to your spouse? And when women were giving their answers, and by the way, one out of every three women gave at least one reason for that. Isn't that fascinating? And one of the top ones was about our relationship is not what it should be. Another top one was my husband is not a very good lover. He's not a good lover. He doesn't know how to be romantic. And so rather than saying, well, she'll never be interested in that. That's just the way she is. She'll never change. Maybe if you became more romantic, maybe if you learn how to understand her needs and fulfill those, maybe just maybe then you can begin to see her open up more sexually. In other words, there really are ways to help the other person change, even sexually, based on whether they're getting a reward that's fulfilling to them, like attention, like romance, like caring about me when I'm outside the bedroom, not just caring about me inside the bedroom, etc. Now, Kimberly, saying those kinds of things, it's still true, though, that sometimes that some people are not going to change without professional help, right? Mm, especially if there is an addiction that's there or something from their past that's keeping them stuck in some negative or destructive thought pattern or behavior. Yes, absolutely. I mean, there there could definitely be, especially in the case of, a, a, of an addiction, a biochemical response that's happening that mm-hmm. they have to have some kind of intervention in order to change. Right. 
And so if we go back to then, okay, if my wife, and well, it could be the guy, but we say the wife here is not interested in sex. It could be that she's had some pretty bad sexual experiences before she ever met you. Mm -hmm. And that would probably require some counseling and therapy to help her deal with that. So we're not saying that therapy or counseling is never needed. But our experience is this. Most people will change if they have a reason to. And the reason has to be something that's rewarding to them. You can't make them change. You can't beg them into changing. You can't want them into changing. You can't criticize them into changing. But you can lead them into changing if you begin to understand what is it that they really want? What is it that they really need? Now, as you provide that to them, they're much more likely to reciprocate in giving you what you need. Mm. We've had so many people go through our Save My Marriage program and entering into it with that exact thought of they're not going to change, but maybe I'll try this as a last ditch effort. And when they learn the things that we teach them inside of that program of how to stop doing the things that push your spouse away, how to start doing the things that pull them towards you, or the language we've been using in this episode, how to reward them when the good things happen so that the those behaviors continue to happen, man, we have seen so many people say, my spouse is talking to me now, or they've come back home, they've moved back in, we're reconciling through the things that they have learned and implemented inside of the Save My Marriage program. So quit trying to change your spouse and try to change you. That's the core of it. And we love helping people do that. In fact, we have a special offer for listeners or watchers of our podcast. You can go to marriagehelper.com slash podcast and actually get 25% off your first month of the Save My Marriage program. So we would love for you to come try it out. Hopefully stay because you find that it's really helping you and helping you change these behaviors in your marriage and helping you to get your spouse back and ultimately to save your marriage. If you want to try that again it's marriagehelper.com slash podcast you can also see the link for that in the show notes thanks for listening or watching this episode until next time see you next time thanks for listening to this week's episode of relationship radio if you enjoyed the episode feel free to send it to a family member a friend a co-worker whoever you think might need to hear it we release new episodes of relationship radio every wednesday so be sure to subscribe so you'll get every episode automatically downloaded Thanks for listening and supporting the show. And remember, there is always hope. We'll see you in the next episode.